Hi, I'm Anas. And I'm Grace. We love the Wheel of Time fandom, and we love talking about why it's so special. Our mission is to give back to the fandom through projects that amplify the fun and camaraderie. I thought it was we make people cry. Mm, yeah, but in a good way. This, This is The Light's Work. Hello and welcome back to The Light's Work. Um, this is Anas and as always I have with me my very talented friend Grace. Grace, what's up? Hey, uh, I am doing okay. It's the week before Christmas, so things are a little crazy right now. Um, but it's good to know I'm talented. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, speaking of talented, we have the uber talented Critter XD with us today. Critter, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, and thank you for calling me talented. Feels really good. We like to make each other feel good around here. We're just, <laughs> just going to compliment each other for the next hour. How about that? That's that's why I signed up. Actually, awesome. so I was I was expecting that from the, from the start. <laughs> well, my first compliment to you is that your lipstick looks amazing. Why? Thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, it. your lipstick game is always amazing, but <laughs> tonight is like especially deep burgundy, and it's it's just doing stuff to me. So okay. Well, you. I get really excited come holiday, like fall, winter time. It's like. In the summer, you can't always get away with like a super bold lip, but man, when it gets cold outside, I'm like, it's happening. That's right. It's yes. happening. It's a very festive shade, I have to say. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. Yeah. No, I mean, the other thing I was going to like, you know, we talked about it before we started is kind of your background. So we can't really, people can't see this, but um, uh, we see it on, um, you know, when you do Wheel and Chill. So mm -hmm. we've got the, the festive Christmas decorations, uh, the Wheel of Time, Juniper book set back there, and, a, you know, a lot of other cool stuff. So that, that looks pretty cool, too. Thank you. I changed it a lot over the last year. It's kind of funny to look back at my first like Wheel of Time trailer reaction videos and stuff. And I'm in a completely different part of my basement. And I've actually moved twice since then. But I think this is the final form. And I like it a lot. So thanks for the acknowledgement. Oh, and there's a kitty now too. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is very typical for me. Um, it's a uh, He's Agni. He's my orange cat. He actually shows up in my icon, like my little Critter XD icon for all my profile pictures and stuff. And he likes to pay a visit almost every time I'm on camera. <laughs> so. Grace is willing Copper to come on screen. Right I now. am because I didn't. I, <laughs> yes, I didn't know you had an orange cat, and I also have an orange cat. And I feel Aww. like I don't know. There's there's an orange cat community out there, and mm -hmm. only we can understand each other because. Orange yeah. cats are very special. <laughs> they're all on the same wavelength, I think. They are. In different ways, but they're all, they're yeah. all their own bit of weird. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> cool. So um, one of the things, you know, we like to um, kind of focus on in, in our podcast is, you know, when we talk to guests is talk about their kind of origin stories. So okay. how were you introduced to this world of the Wheel of Time? So, you know, tell us a little bit about that. How did that first start for you? And what was that, you know, how's that journey been like for you? Okay, so the world of the Wheel of Time and and my introduction to the fandom of the Wheel of Time were two very different timelines. But um, I, I started getting into fantasy books in grade school, thanks to The Hobbit and, uh, and then The Lord of the Rings. And then somehow, like late middle school, or early high school, 
when I was like desperate for more to read because I was such a bookworm. Um, I came across The Wheel of Time. I can't remember if it was a recommendation or independent research. So I, I wish I knew who to credit for it, but I don't remember. Um, but then I started reading them when I was, you know, maybe 15 years old, 14 or 15. And uh, I never stopped. Obviously, they all they all weren't all out yet at that point. And so I ended up having to wait for the last several um, books. And so I got to experience like that little sliver of torture that everybody else got, got to experience the wait. And that was it. Like I had high school friends and like my boyfriend who is now uh, Mr. Critter, he read them too, like independently of me. Um, and so we would do fan casting together, you know, well, what if it was a movie? And then what if it was a show? Oh, there's no way it could be a show. It's way, you know, what about the magic? All this other stuff. And so I've been, we've been talking about that for so long, but that was the extent of my experience with the fandom, right? It was this five person circle of fans. So I didn't realize there was much of an online fandom or like, cons or anything like that until I was doing a reread in 2020 or maybe it was 2019 late 2019 early 2020 and I I started getting replies from Twitter of time people you know I'm like live tweeting whatever eye of the world or great hunt or something and then all of a sudden uh, Matt's pips or you know uh, default rand or whoever they're like jumping on me talking to me about this stuff and so finally once the pandemic fully hit and I was just just painfully inside all the time i i created my egg wayne alvier twitter account and the rest was history and i i did a lot of research like who should i be you know because i don't want to step on anybody's toes um and at the time there was one big egg wayne account but it ha- it was uh it hadn't been used in like a year so i was like well she's my favorite character so i'm just gonna go for it so that's what i did so that i've been part of the wheel of time fandom ever since then so why is Egwene your favorite character? Um, I love character-driven stories, and part of the reason for that is getting to see them grow. Like, if I have a character that stays the same throughout an entire book or throughout an entire book series, you know, they don't learn much, they don't change much, it's kind of like a meh thing for me. And I feel like with Egwene, she went from this young, eager sometimes annoying you know like mild brat kind of to this just incredibly powerful driven like thirsty for knowledge uh self-sacrificing just like she was just she is who everybody should strive to be honestly um she she was just incredibly impressive and she grew so much and she overcame so many obstacles that it was like well yep i mean there's for me we could debate, but like, she's my favorite. <laughs> she's just my favorite. I don't know. Whenever I read her best parts in the books, too, I just get like overwhelmed with emotion. Like, she can give me goosebumps. She can make me cry. Like, I just, I just love her so much for, for what she does for my like emotions. And, and I, like, she just inspires me. So that's why. Yeah. I really love Egwene, too. And if I'm being honest, she probably is my favorite, though I do go back and forth between saying Egwene and Nynaeve. But um, when I first read the books, I just I identified the most with her. I adored her. I loved her journey. I loved um, the things that she studied and learned and um, everything she overcame. So, yeah, I'm totally with you on that. so I like you... Egwene too. I mean, just oh. so, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, you, yeah. You? Okay. not my favorite character, but um, I would say I like Egwene more than Nynaeve, for sure. 
mm-hmm. um, because of that arc that you speak of. And I think, I mean, Nynaeve has an arc too, but I, Egwene's arc and the ed, like the end, the end of like you know, get the knife of dreams, right? The word when she's mm-hmm. in, mm, mm, I, yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna yeah. say much more than that, but yeah, she yes. is. Um, so yeah, we uh, we actually don't do spoilers. Um, we try not to do spoilers. Yeah, we try not to do, okay. and you know, we kind of fail at times. But um, all right, no fair. I was I was trying to be real casual about spoilers too. I think what you're talking about happened in uh, Gathering Storm, unless we're talking about two different things. <laughs> but oh uh, but, yes, yeah. yes, it is a Gathering Storm. <laughs> I, I I was gonna say the Gathering Storm, and I don't know why I said Knife of Dreams, but yeah, the Gathering Storm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you know, you know. We'll yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just look at the book cover of the ebook. Exactly, the, the ebook book cover. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As the, the goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's one of those. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, did you do TikTok before you got on Twitter, or did that happen after you got on Twitter? Um, so it was about simultaneous. Again, it was like we were all chronically online because of the pandemic, and so I created my Egwene account, and I around that same time, I started hearing about TikTok, you know, and how all the kids are on TikTok. And there's this TikTok craze because everybody's at their house not doing anything and bored. So I got a TikTok account, but I didn't start posting Wheel of Time stuff until like maybe fall of 2020, I think, uh, because I just didn't think there was anybody who wanted to see that, right? My first exposure for TikTok was pet videos and dance videos. And of course, the algorithm learns who you are and you eventually land where you're supposed to be. But I didn't see like a dragon mount post, which is the first thing I did was I stitched dragon mount to talk about how you pronounce Nynaeve. But and that wasn't until like several months after I got on TikTok. So I was posting the very rare cat videos on TikTok for a while before I actually started doing Wheel of Time content. So, um, you know, we, we asked you about Egwene Alvear. I mean, Critter XD is what, you know, you're known as pretty much, you know, on Twitter, too. You, you know, that account as well as TikTok. Um, where does Critter XD come from and, uh, you know, how did that come about? So I had this, you know, thought when I was creating, I guess, my like YouTube channel and stuff, my Twitch account, um, where I wanted to pick something that wasn't going to put me in a box, right? Like I didn't want something that was, for example, Wheel of Time specific because I let, I love the Lord of the Rings and I love like several other fantasy and sci-fi fandoms and so i didn't want people to expect me to only do one thing um so i thought you know what instead of doing something like that i'm going to do something that's just going to be like me like what my name's going to be um and critter is actually a childhood nickname uh my my mom would call me critter growing up and and so that just felt kind of like the obvious because it's something that i would literally like answer you know it would be weird to answer to it at first because the only person who called me that was my mom um but it's something i could easily answer to and and is name like and i looked up critter and obviously there were other critters and so i had to distinguish myself and i was like well you know what i'm a millennial let's just put a silly emoji at the at the end of it so the xd is actually like the laughing face emoji um because yeah that's that i just needed something to throw at the end (laughs) All right, so that's I guess the legend of Critter XD and how it was created. <laughs> right, <laughs> a laughing emoji and a childhood a childhood name, yep, <laughs> nickname. That's it. That's cool. That's that's cool. So, but you know, we, we we talked about TikTok a little bit. Um, why TikTok? Like, how did like how did that 
how did you land on that and how did that become when i think of wheel of time when i think of you know content that you put out tiktok is like the first thing i think of and you're you know so um prolific (laughs) when it comes to tiktok um why tiktok so growing up i always liked to create content even if it was just for my family like i i literally wrote a script and filmed it on our our uh like family's video camera and i had my cousins playing parts and whatever so like this is a i love creating things um generally and i would you know i wrote poetry whatever and so i've always had this too i love poetry look at us look at us (laughs) so i've always had this urge to just like create things and uh and i went to um law school and so i loved reading and i loved creating i went to law school and i read only law stuff i didn't read for pleasure for three years and it was uh in this like sad thing right and so once i came out of it and started working i like slowly got back into the reading scene and but i didn't have a ton of free time to do anything else created creatively or otherwise other than just to read every now and then um and so basically this is me finally reflexing my creative muscles uh and tiktok is so accessible for me because i'm used to video stuff i've been doing oh oh and i guess in college uh my sister and i did these like video lip sync wars with each other on our facebook walls and so like we would lip sync to a song on camera and like do dances or dress up or whatever and it was like this challenge so if i did it for her she'd do it back for me and a lot of the tiktok stuff that was at the very beginning of tiktok was a lot like that just lip syncing to stupid stuff or dancing to it um so that kind of like even though I was not really into the dancing part of TikTok, it was still something that caught my attention, at least temporarily. Um, And then it became this thing where I was like, well, I realized that I can just put something quick together. It doesn't take a ton of time, which is great because, you know, I've got other stuff (laughs) that I'm doing. Uh, It doesn't take a ton of time. It's, It's like literally you're editing it in the app. It's short form, so not much prep. And, and TikTok's algorithm will like send you these trending sounds and stuff. And it just, it's so much fun to be like, how does this trend apply to the stuff that I like? How does this apply to the Wheel of Time? And so it's just, it really just gets the creative juices flowing. And it's so fast paced. I do it like every single day that it's it's just a fun hobby that I really like. Whereas YouTube, I really enjoy putting out YouTube content, but it's a bigger production. Like now, you know, there are scripts, unless it's a reaction video, you got to film it, then you got to edit it. And it just takes a lot of time. And so it's not as it's not as carefree as TikTok is. I love that about TikTok, how how happy go lucky and silly it all is. I mean, you've do you've been doing it for a while, so and I think you've kind of touched upon it. But one of the things I was thinking about was, do you feel pressured or kind of just kind of rushed? Okay, I I need to think of a TikTok idea for today or tomorrow or next week or like is that is that like or is that this is what I love doing. So I'm going to, or is there a process behind it? Okay. I'm planning this. I have a spreadsheet. There's no spreadsheet. <laughs> um, so I have actually the, the closest thing I have to a spreadsheet is I have a notes, like a notes app on my phone, I, like whatever. And so sometimes if I think of something that I like, I would like to do eventually, but I don't have time. I'll just type it in the notes app. But like, that's it. I, it, that's, it. and so, 
my again one of my favorite things about tiktok is i'll literally just be like on there my my general thing is i want to do one video a day except for on the weekends like i don't hold myself to that um and i have like 37 drafts like i just got a new phone i used to have like 120 things saved in my draft like comments that i wanted to answer or trending sounds that i had an idea for or whatever but I got a new phone, but I already have like 36 in my draft. So basically, if I can't think of anything to do that day with a new trending sound or whatever, I'll just open up my drafts and be like, oh, somebody asked me something about I Sedai. Like, I'll answer it. You know, that's easy. Um, so a lot of it's like just the creative off the cuffs for the moment. I hear a sound and I want to do it immediately. And then if I don't have that inspiration on a given day, I've got like a little backlog of people's questions that they ask me or whatever. And you know, sometimes like I think everybody ebbs and flows in their like creative juice. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have less. And so th- like those are the moments where I'm less like, oh, this is my hobby. And I do feel like a little pressure to be like, well, I, st- I should still keep posting because the algorithm will get mad if I don't. But I still allow myself the breaks like on the weekends and stuff. So it's not like this giant thing hanging over me at all times. I still overall find it to be a very positive and fun experience. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's interesting to hear that because I love doing this podcast, but I have to plan everything. So <laughs> even if this is my hobby and this is yeah. something I love doing, I need to torture myself to like to be able to feel that I'm doing it the way I want to do it. So okay. um it it's it's this strange kind of uh process behind you know how you get to the, the final product. But uh, that's 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 really cool that you you have thirty six saved drafts. I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I am uh, envious of you know uh, we have a little a little bit of a buffer too, and mm-hmm. I think we're gonna lose it around the holidays or maybe cut into it. And I'm already anxious about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, thirty six is pretty cool. Yeah, oh, it's not. They're ever... not done. No, I, I know. I know. I know. I know. Okay. I was like, no, they're like a, an idea that I'm like, oh, I, know. I could capitalize. But on still, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. Okay, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, so, yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's really cool to kind of, you know, hear. And how long have you been doing like one TikTok, you know, like five TikToks a week now? Oh, oh, that I'm not sure. Because like at first when I started doing Wheel of Time TikToks, it was just like once in a whenever I thought of it. You know what I mean? So it was maybe like once a week. Some some days I would do like five and then it would be like a week and I do like one. It was very sporadic. Um, and so probably like one per day during the weekdays. That maybe has been maybe since like the Wheel of Time show came out last year. Probably. It's probably been about a year that I've been doing that. So I find it kind of funny. I think that maybe like different platforms and different types of content creation are for different people just kind of based on their personality, right? So maybe like podcasting, something that's a lot more structured because you have to come up with a topic in advance and find a guest and stuff is for people like you who like to be a little more regimented. And then TikTok is for the chaotic folks like me, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's so funny that you brought that up because that is actually one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you on this podcast. Um, You know, our theme is just exploring the fandom and understanding it better. And we were curious your thoughts on the difference between all of the different social media platforms, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, especially now with Twitter being so up in the air, um, you know, it it makes us think about Instagram, TikTok, all the other options that are out there, Discord even. Um, So what do you think? I mean, you mentioned different personalities of creators might gravitate towards one or the other, but have you noticed 
a trend or, um, you know, a difference in the way that the fandom interacts on these different platforms? Do you think one is better than the other? Uh, What's your thoughts? Um, I definitely think that we interact differently depending on the apps. It's, it's kind of like, there are, there are certain platforms where I love the Wheel of Time fandom. And there are other <laughs> platforms where I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> why are they like this? You know, um, and, and some, you know, obviously, there's outliers everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I found because I've kind of dabbled everywhere. I've even tried to cross post my videos onto Reddit. And let me tell you, would not recommend. Um, well, those, brave, <laughs> very brave. I, I yeah, I was like, oh, I just want to see, you know, because like, I've never really gotten a ton of personal hate you know there will be people who hate the show people who tell me i don't know what i'm talking about whatever but it's not anything like crazy Mm -hmm. um and so i was like well i've heard reddit's kind of a cesspool (laughs) but i've never gotten that you know like generally my videos are relatively well received so maybe the same will translate onto reddit and then like no immediately no they were just like you know i think one comment was you know you can write text on here right and i was like yeah (laughs) i obviously didn't want to that's why i posted a video but generally i think twitter is a lovely place for the wheel of time fandom um it makes me sad that it's in turmoil right now Mm -hmm. honestly after the first like week or two of like him taking over and uh and everyone thinking it's just gonna crash and burn like in moments after that i was like oh it feels kind of settled you know i didn't lose that many followers some people said they were leaving but a lot of people stayed and it was totally normal i created a hive account like both a critter and a egwene hive account just in case um because i heard mastodon was a cluster uh but (laughs) but i was like i love the twitter of time community i'm gonna be so sad if it goes away and it all settled down it felt like it was gonna be fine and then just recently it was like he's he's preventing people from like posting links to some outside places and i'm just mm-hmm. like oh my god like why you know uh so all that aside i think the fandom is great on twitter i think discord specifically is a lovely place because it's really like people want to be with like people that can help them grow like ha- have really cool conversations about things that they like uh, mutually you know i have my discord is like we don't just talk about the wheel of time we have like a food section and you know like a critical role section a lord of the rings section just a general like what new shows are on section and so all of these people who are primarily wheel of time fans come together and then we just kind of become like closer friends you know it just becomes less remote it's just that much more intimate which i love about discord and then other places like youtube and TikTok, it's more like comment section vibes. So it's not like you're having conversations with people. It's like you're doing something funny on a video or whatever, or provocative or starting a conversation, and then they're answering you or just making a comment or trying to be funny or telling you you're an idiot, <laughs> right? And so it's it's just less interactive in that way. Um, so I, I think you can go to different platforms for very different reasons and like get what you're looking for. You just have to kind of know which one which one does what oh and instagram doesn't have a ton of interaction at all in my right. in, in my opinion it's just a lot of like here's this stuff you know and then like right. <laughs> or like that's awesome you know it's not a ton of conversation but it's yeah. it's fun and you know pretty or whatever so yeah it, it all has its it all serves its own purpose yeah so maybe it's that they all have different levels of intimacy and also yes. like a little bit 
of different levels of anonymity too, you know, depending oh, on, mm-hmm. you know, which server you're on or, you know, if you're commenting versus actually having a discussion in a, in a discord channel or something. Um, but yeah, I, I really agree with you about Twitter. I, Twitter was my first love, you know, in terms of the wheel of time fandom. And I, um, you know, I have probably 36 or more Twitter drafts, <laughs> so I can, I, can, <laughs> there you go. I can relate to that process. I, I find it my kind of creative outlet, but it has definitely changed a lot. And I think I even, even without all the changes at Twitter, I think I sort of started gravitating away from it because of Discord, actually. Um, and Honest and I have talked about this, how, you know, once you start getting to know other fans, you start to, like, want to know them as people too Mm -hmm. and outside of wheel of time and and know about you know food and star wars and all the other things you mentioned and and have conversations um you know with the person not just with like the screen name or you know not just about the wheel of time and so i think discord does that um it's sort of like and that's the best you know form i think that the fandom takes is to have that kind of more intimate connection and we feel that at conventions but you can sort of recreate it you know on discord and so to me that that's that's sort of once i figured it out it took me a while i think it can be a little overwhelming but once i figured it out i felt like it was really the best way to connect and then you start to get a little group going and Mm -hmm. it feels like your family and it's it's kind of nice it is my the one thing about discord for me is just i wish that there was an overarching feed you know, like yeah. the fact that there are all different servers is the one drawback because like I'm on a lot and I'm interested in what people say on a lot of them, but there's just only so much that you can do. Right. So if there was some kind of like feed, like a Twitter timeline, but for like, you know, posts from channels that I like from all of my different servers, like that would mm. be the yeah. one improvement that I would make. Hey, Discord developers, just you know, <laughs> that's free advice. <laughs> do yes. it. Uh, but I do. I love how intimate Discord is. It's a, I've got a nice little group going and I just feel like they're, you know, they're the ones who will give me TikTok ideas all the time and yeah. mm-hmm. um, honestly alert me to a lot of the news so that I can report on it on my TikTok. And it's like, you guys are the best. Like you are kind of a crucial part of this whole operation. And just like having closer wheel of time friends even closer than the people that you're interacting with all the time on twitter is just Mm -hmm. it's really nice yeah it's 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 my go-to place as soon as i finish watching something and Mm -hmm. that's i mean i like your um server a lot for that purpose because when i first looked at it i'm like oh wheel of time yes lord of the rings yes marvel yes uh cosmere <laughs> yes um what's happening <laughs> uh, critical role i don't know but i like i want to like it and i want yeah. to get into it so i'm like all these things that um that i'm interested in and i'm like yeah i just finished an episode of rings of power oh no one's talking about it let me go talk about it there and mm-hmm. um i i realized very quickly that that's the best way to have that kind of you know close discussion about something that all these other platforms you know just don't have that you know um group kind of discussion and people are there um like-minded people are there and um it's just really cool to hear all, all of that i really like how you've divided your cosmere into all of these different <laughs> channels um and i'm like i can look at all of them but i really like looking at you know 
people when the miniatures were coming out and how they were talking about that and like yeah. there's all these cool things so uh yeah discord is awesome and um uh, i do like hanging out on your on your server um happy to have you but yeah. there you know besties the D- discord besties it's the best yeah yeah, I I hear you though on the the feed idea. I think that's genius because I feel quite a bit of FOMO on Discord. Um, yeah. you know, which is kind of the flip side of of really loving everybody so much in this fandom is that there's always going to be FOMO. Um, but especially on Discord, you know, I can only, you know, when you have to manually go and check everything, it's like mm-hmm. I can only do that with so many spaces per day. So I end up just going to the same spaces over and over again and I know there's people that I love having great conversations in these other servers. I just can't like find it all. So it'd yeah. be great to have like a main a main feed and that would help people expand and jump out and talk to different people and not just get stuck in the same circles. Um, yeah. No, I've definitely had where it's like I was on two servers and I'm like, there's too many things. I can't keep up. And now I'm like, oh, there's 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 six servers and, or that, I, that are like my top. And I'm like, yeah. wait, why is no one talking about what I want to talk about? So it's like, you know, the, the seesaw of, uh, of how Discord can be where it's like I can't keep up to then why like there's no one talking about you know like the trending whatever yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's so true i have like my top few and then like when there's nothing going on in those i'm like why is no one talking but then i have like 20 others below that i could just go and look (laughs) at but i don't (laughs) um so yeah it's it's you know it's good and it it comes with its own um challenges but do you think there's any other sort of pitfalls in the world of wheel of time social media um, I have seen more frequently, it feels recently than in the past, there will be instances of like misunderstandings or where like, I've seen like, for example, if somebody does something bad that certain people disagree with, right? And a lot of people try to sort of cancel them. And then like they block them and they announce what they've done to the world, the grievances that they've committed and all this other stuff. And then like later on, there will still be people following them because you can't see everything. You know what I mean? You can't see Mm -hmm. everything that happens on the timeline. Maybe you were offline that day. Mm -hmm. And then they start like punishing the people who are still following that person just because they don't know what Mm happened. I just, I wish there was less, uh, this is a Twitter thing particularly, Mm -hmm. but it also Mm -hmm. happens like on TikTok sometimes, but it's like, there's, there's like a witch hunt element sometimes that is a bummer just because yeah, you can't see everything. And, uh, and and I think another bummer, the drawback, since you asked, because most of it for me has been positive. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the anonymity. And, and part of like, is that like somebody who's like, what, you know, someone maybe that I've decided based on what they've said in the past, I don't want to interact with them at all. They could just create another account and pop back on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you would never know <laughs> that that's right. the same person. Um, and And they use you know, on TikTok or on YouTube, like, God, some comments that I've gotten on my YouTube videos have just been horrible. Just like these people are clearly trying to harass me and they're completely anonymous. So all I can do is like block and report, right? Block and report. And so that's the one thing about the internet that like people hide behind anonymity. And I think in response to that, in sort of like a knee jerk response to that, there is this instinct to just like cancel immediately swiftly and without you know hesitation for anyone that's like wronged anybody and so it's just it's a hard balance to strike where it's you're you're following and interacting with the right people and you're not being pursued by 
trolls or people who are really legitimately trying to hurt you. Um, but as far as fandoms go, I do feel like the Wheel of Time is far less toxic and like susceptible to behaviors like that than a lot of other fandoms or corners of Twitter and other social media platforms yeah. that I've seen. So that is a positive. After after I say all of that, it is a positive because <laughs> I feel like we do better than a lot of other fandoms. Yeah, I mean, that, that's perfect segue because the next thing I was going to mention is um, Rafe. I don't know if you saw the Rafe interview on or, um, you know, read about his interview with Dragon Mount. He mentioned something about statistics and how the Wheel of Time fandom is statistically the most welcoming, the you know, the nicest kind of fandom. When did you kind of realize that, you know, this fandom is, is you know, that special or has... Uh, you know, this really welcoming that you want to be part of this and, you know, not only be part of it, but, be you know, contribute all that you contribute to it. I think it was around the time that I decided to make like a Wheel of Time specific account. Like My Egwene account was kind of the, like after people had piled on my Critter account and like, oh my gosh, you're reading the books. Just wait till this happens. It's like, oh, it's a reread, but thank, you know, thanks. And it was just so much positivity and encouragement and welcome that I just kind of got the vibe like, this is kind of a nice place in Twitter. Like, I'm not used to the internet being a happy, friendly, you know, welcoming environment. But for some reason, these Wheel of Time people are all about that. So um, after several, like, live tweets of my reading during the Wheel of Time or a Wheel of Time reread where people were just consistently fun to talk to, I created my Egwene account. Like, yeah, these are my people. Like, I didn't know they were out there necessarily online, you know operating in a community but now that i know that i want to i want to join it for sure and i have not regretted that since do you feel like being part of the fandom has changed your life in any capacity yes absolutely um yeah like i am so much more creatively fulfilled like for one it's just so nice to like be able to do stuff that like put out stuff that i enjoy making about something that i love and like be able to and that have that facilitate awesome relationships and interactions with people that are like like minded. Um, that's been just lovely. Uh, I've met so many new people and made so many friends. Like I hadn't been to any conventions ever. And last year I went to WatCon and Jordan Con, and it was just awesome and so fun and just mind blowing the entire weekend. I couldn't believe how nice and like just excited everyone was and how I felt like I just immediately fit in, you know, um, you don't always get that places. Like in high school, I would always get told like I talked funny because I was using, you know, words that I had read in a book <laughs> and like that they had, you know, and it was just like, okay, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but, and then of course, like I got to go to the premiere, like, <laughs> you know, like, it, like these things that I never would have dreamed ever in my life just I guess because you know I started making content and like got it got some level of attention it was just like I just kind of got swept off my feet by the whole experience and it was just wild and still one of the coolest things that I've ever done so yeah it's been it has absolutely been life-changing and I'm again I have never looked back it's been lovely I mean, you 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 mentioned some some really cool things there, but if you I, wanna, I forgot you... one of them, <laughs> <laughs> but, but we can talk about it if you want because it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, go for it, go for it. What did you leave out? We want to. I left out of GearCon because I, anyways. It was oh. The last oh no! I mean, okay. <laughs> no, that's, the last, that's 
what I was talking about. Um, I uh, we didn't even notice that. Our you totally missed it. it. Um, no, like a couple months ago, I guess. Like I taught all the things I talked about was way in the past, but like just a couple months ago, we were in uh, South Carolina and did just like a Robert Jordan pilgrimage. <laughs> we met like Michael Livingston, and we sat in Robert Jordan's chair at Robert Jordan's desk, and we met Harriet and Maria. We were like at his house. It was a uh, boy. I, again, never would have dreamed that any of that would have happened to me either. And so it's just been one like crazy otherworldly experience after the next in this fandom. So thanks, you guys, for that one. Because that was your plan. Of course. I mean, we experienced the magic, too, right along with you. Yeah. It's just such a it's like a dream. I still am not even sure it was real. And uh, I love that you said the phrase swept off your feet because it really does feel like that, like the fandom kind of sweeps you off your feet and you just can't go back um and it's such a like happy positive thing um yeah so uh yes so speaking of OgierCon and meeting maria and harriet you actually got the opportunity to interview harriet at robert jordan's at her home robert jordan's home um what was that like to interview her mind-blowing but like if i'm honest incredibly nerve-wracking like i was sweating the entire time you know and i (laughs) it was like i was worried you know that she would decide like what am i talking to this girl for you know what i mean like halfway through like why did i agree to this like who even is she like i was waiting for that the entire time she never did it she was absolutely she was a delight um but yeah, I mean, she's an inspiration. Like she is so huge in the editing industry. And I feel like I just wanted, you know, to, to be able to interact with her and talk to her about that. And then her experience working on the wheel of time. And like, I read Ender's Game a billion years ago, like back in high school. And the fact that she edited that, and I actually didn't know that until recently, it was just, it's just crazy. Um, So yeah, I just got to talk to like a pillar of the industry and wheel of time fandom all in one weekend and uh again like why like what is life you know what i mean like it's it's just great i just i don't feel worthy but it i i feel so happy at the same time so that's where i'm at <laughs> so you know it, it's funny that you know you, you said that um you felt all of that um one of the things you know while we were at OgreCon, um you you gave some advice to that, oh. that i that, that i took to heart and it kind of maybe goes into this and you said um you know, if there's something you want, you should just ask and, you know, good things happen, you know, and it's surprising how, you know, how you could, you know, just get a yes. And there, there you are sitting with Harriet and uh, doing, doing an interview. And thank you for doing that, because, you know, if you like kind of look back, we haven't had something like that in, in our fandom in the last few years or even going back, you know. So, um, you know, is, you know, how did you learn this lesson of just, you know, <laughs> ask for ask for things and good things happen to you um um it's been a long time like i so i grew up in a pretty traditional household um and like the the lines between women and men were very sharply drawn right and so there was you know the boys would go on overnight camping trips and the girls you know girls don't go Cause that's just whatever. And so there were a lot of things like that. Um, like I, like we all had chores at a certain age. Um, and I was the middle child, but I was the oldest girl and my chore was the dishes. Right. And so it was just kind of like this thing where I was like, eventually 
I decided that that was not fair because first of all, you do dishes every freaking day. Nobody likes that. Dishes are the worst. Um, and <laughs> and it just it just didn't seem fair to me. And it felt like maybe it wasn't motivated by my sex or gender, but it, it just it that was the only thing that was the only explanation in my head that worked. And so eventually I sat my parents down and I was like, this isn't fair. I don't want to do the dishes anymore. Like maybe we should rotate. And they agreed. And I was like, Oh, great. (laughs) You know? And I just, I just learned like, because you know, it was small communities and it was just the environment that we were in where it was always the boys were loud and girls were quiet. Boys were the funny ones in class and girls were the studious ones. And it was just this thing that I was like, I want to be funny, you know, like, I want to say what I want to say when I want to say it. And so I just eventually was like, I don't want this to be the way it is anymore. Um, And so I just started speaking up for myself, basically. And so it's been that way. uh, Ever since in a law school class, actually, I took a negotiation class. And in my final review, the professor told me that I argue like a man and I was like great <laughs> like that's that feels like a weird thing to say but first of all but like okay thanks because um, I was more aggressive than a lot of the women that he had encountered right and so it's just kind of like a you know and so if I want to raise or if I want to get a promotion ever since then that's just I just rip off the band-aid is what I say you know if I if I if I want to do it then I just am like you know what do it and then I'll like type the email or make the phone call and I might be shaking before and after but like nine times out of ten i get what i want and that's you know it makes it worth it even if the whole time i'm just nervous and like scared you know i just like put on that front and uh and it works and so i did the same thing i was like you know what i'm never gonna be i might never be in south carolina again i don't know and you know no time like the present and i would love to meet harriet so i just asked you know for maria's contact info and got it and then asked for the interview i don't know and then i got it so it's just kind of like that's the lesson just ask for what you want that's all (laughs) sorry that was a really long story like my entire i'm actually known for oversharing on the wheel and chill show so that completely checks out um no yeah that's yeah that's that's very on brand for our podcast so uh yeah that, that that yeah that i think that was that was a perfect story um I actually don't know how to follow up with that right now. So Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm just sitting here feeling so inspired. I I can I guess I can resonate with some of what you said, but I, I still find it very hard as a woman especially to ask for what I want or what I need or to stand up for myself or to call out when things are not fair. Um, cause I just sort of got used to things being unfair my whole life, you know? So it's like, okay, yeah, yeah this, this is how it is. Um, and I'm only just recently like learning, no, it actually doesn't have to be that way. So I'm so glad you had that positive experience from your parents that like reinforced that, you know, yes, you're going to get a yes sometimes and it is okay to ask, um, and that you were able to continue to do that. Um, that's, that's definitely super inspiring for me. I could definitely use, um, some more aggression in the way that I approach things in my life. So <laughs> other than when I'm stabby stabbing, like I, I can, I can stabby stab or I can be like very subservient. There's like no in between. So I, I need, I need some, some critter inspiration in my life. Let's <laughs> find a balance. Be very real yes. time about yes, it Yes. I need to know? find the middle path. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, you know, I, I've definitely mentioned this. We've had conversations, Grace, where I, or like you said, or I've said, 
Critter said, you know, just ask for it. So we should just like that's what we should do. You know, like, you know, it's true. We have yeah. we have said this. <laughs> so awesome. you know, yeah. So um, the way you said it th- uh, that day, um, it was like, yeah, like what, 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 like why not? Like if you want yeah. something, just ask for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. like it just there's nothing so wrong. Easy, so simple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I'm really uh, good at kind of putting on this like incredibly confident front when like inside I'm like, <laughs> you know, like yeah. at the moment yeah. though I was I. I was feeling confident, but you know, and then, yeah. and then I get the things yeah. I want and then I get nervous, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. So you just got to push through it, yeah. push through the nerves and yeah. it'll be worth it in the end. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what you're talking about, right? It's like, you have to ask for these things and it's very scary to do so, but you just do it anyway. Um, yep. And that's the only way you're going to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's, again, a lot of great fandom memories. But if you were to, like, think of one experience or one kind of memory in this last, you know, year, a couple of years, that, you know, was um, special to you that, you know, that you're like, I can't believe that happened or um, that you think back to, Mm -hmm. um, what would you think of? I mean, there are a lot let me just yeah. put like let me just say that there's a yeah. lot yeah. um but i mean for me it's got to be like not only just getting to go to the premiere because that was insane like that was mind-blowing still i don't think it's real like i could watch my youtube video where i did my vl- vlog still doesn't seem real um but i think like the most emotional moment for me maybe there have been a lot but like when i found out that 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 was gonna happen like they they got they dm'd me on twitter and it was like you know can we get a call tomorrow and in my head i was like okay what could this be you know what could this possibly be and in my head i was like maybe i'll get a screener for episode one you know that was my thought like they're they're gonna send me episode one maybe so i could whatever i don't know do a review in advance i thought that was like my wildest dream and then whenever they told me like you've been selected as like a community leader and we want to bring you out to the premiere in London. I think I just like more or less started crying on the spot. (laughs) It's just like, (laughs) are you kidding? You know what I mean? I just like, I just kind of, I had no idea that was like not even close to what I expected. And so it was just so mind blowing and emotional. And it was just, you know, I was so in to the community i was on twitter every day just like so excited about the show and talking with the fans about the books and then i was on tiktok doing silly things and like poking prime video about the release date doing so many things i was just like i just i was just so happy and excited and it was such a fun time and then to have be like to, to be recognized by them as someone who was like doing good stuff for the fandom as a whole i was just like that's just the recognition <laughs> it, was, it was really nice to be nominated is what i'm saying <laughs> so it was it was just i don't know my heart basically exploded that day and uh i don't think it's ever been the same <laughs> since so yeah. yeah that sounds absolutely incredible and i probably would have reacted the same way um <laughs> i cry very easily anyway so you know, so you talked about hearing about, you know, the premiere mm-hmm. and, you know, knowing that you, you know, you were going to be part of it and what that meant to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've talked, you just talked about going out there, but like, was that like the first you're going to meet other people in the fandom and, you know, meet the cast and the crew and all and all that? So what kind of like, what was that whole experience like in you know, you said you still can't believe it, but, you know, what do you yeah. kind of remember most of that? 
Okay. Um, so it was the first time that I met anyone from Wheel of Time stuff in person. So um, I reached out to everyone that I knew about that was going. Um, I had actually, I didn't know who Jason Denzel was. <laughs> they told me his name and I was like, oh, and then I had to ask uh, um, Mabelis because I wasn't sure. And I was like, oh yeah, Dragon Mount. Have you, have you heard of that? I was like, absolutely, I have. Sorry. <laughs> like, I still felt like kind of a noob because I feel like so many people in the fandom have known each other forever, you know, for since the books have been coming out that it's like, I, I'm, I just felt behind. Like, it felt like there was this group that you know whatever that everybody knew everybody and i was just kind of this outsider um but i was talking to nablus about what he was gonna bring you know because it's like well we're gonna be like asking him questions are you gonna live stream you know it was all this like what the heck are we gonna do while we're there what's it gonna look like i have no idea um and so i found out that we were actually flying out of the same airport like like we were flying to i think it was atlanta or new jersey i can't remember but anyways we were layover in the same airport and so the first person i met in the wheel of time fandom was nablus because we were like waiting you know i like saw him from a distance because i hard, hard to miss hard him. to miss <laughs> yeah 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 and so it was funny because we were just like what a, you know and our our seats were like a, just a couple rows apart from each other on the plane um and so we got there and then gosh i can't even remember like the first time i saw the innkeeper who was there and uh and daniel green and it was just we were just like it was so cool how everyone was just kind of like oh hey you know how crazy is this right like this is really crazy (laughs) (laughs) so everyone was in this kind of like state of disbelief and then it was all just you know what's it gonna be like we had i have my questions prepped you know prepping all these questions to talk to them i don't know how long we're gonna get to talk to them what are my priorities whatever and then whenever we got to the premiere itself it was just like this just like the hype was so insane you know you would see them come onto the carpet you know the first person who showed up was like might have been daniel henny or or i can't remember but it was, it was literally it was like oh, it's daniel henny and he was like 50 yards away but we were all just like oh my you know like pointing at him like oh my god or whatever um and uh it was just so fun to be like in this group of people who cared so much about what was happening and were just all so mutually thrilled about everything and then and then getting to interview the cast was just so weird. I mean, it was awesome, but it was like, I've seen, I have obsessed over videos with you and them, you know, the, the trailer, like all the cast photos and everything. Like, I know exactly what you look like, but now that I hear with you in person, it's just a completely different ball game, right? It's just like, you're like unreal, surreal, you know, all of them are beautiful, obviously. And so that was just kind of startling and they were all so nice and just like, and I kind of tag teamed interviews with Daniel Green because we ended up being like in a pretty sh- small space. And so we were like facing each other, basically just like <laughs> this close, like kind of like trying to interview people in between us. Um, and it ended up just being super fun and and again, really stressful, but so cool at the same time. Um, and then we got to watch it and then we went to an after party and then there was like this cosplay event the next day. And I just felt like such a little influencer you know what i mean i was like not really like they had like they had a uh breakfast area at the hotel you know and they had actual influencers there people who were like tiktok famous millions of followers whatever that they flew in for their premiere too but they weren't like the wheel of time community leaders that got to interview the cast that was just us five or whatever um and so I was sitting there talking to somebody and they're like, oh, are you with the Wheel of Time group or whatever? And I was like, yeah, I'm not like, I'm not one of the influencers though. And they were like, wait, I thought you were. And I was like, well, I mean, 
I like came out, but I, you know, I'm not like an actual influencer. It was just this weird thing where I'm like, no, it's all just kind of make believe. Like I'm just here because I'm a big Wheel of Time fan. That's it. Um, but it was like really nice to be like kind of an influencer for a weekend and just do silly fun activities that they planned for me, and I didn't have to plan it because I'm always the, I'm always the planner on almost every vacation I go on. So that was kind of nice. <laughs> I was like, there's an itinerary, and I just have to follow it. So um, yeah cool one of the coolest things i've ever done it was awesome everybody was nice yeah 10 out of 10 uh, would do it again basically <laughs> <laughs> i i'm trying to remember which which of your twitter account has this pinned the the picture with maddie uh um, it's like wayne because that's yeah, like yeah right the account that they had associated with all the promotion was my okay. Wayne account so it's like yeah. yeah but my name's critter but like but like yeah i'm also a Wayne. i know it's weird <laughs> but yeah, that was that was a pretty pretty cool picture. It's like you know, Iguana wear with with her. Yeah, two Iguanas yeah. in a room. It was after it was after the screening. Actually, they oh, were really? they all kind of like filtered into the lobby, and they had their own after party to go to, and we had a different one because of COVID stuff, I guess. And uh, and ours was great, but like it kind of people were starting to scatter, and I like saw her, and she was walking right past me, and this is another example. Like, if you want something, <laughs> ask for it. I literally in my head was like, I don't want to bother her. This is her day. But then also in my head, I was like, never in my life will I probably see her in person ever again. What are you doing? So I was like, excuse <laughs> me. I don't know if you remember me. We literally had talked like two hours before that when I interviewed her. So like, I assume she remembered me. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah. So she was like, oh my gosh, I absolutely. And she's just, she's like said that she loved my stuff, like my stuff, my content. And all of a sudden I was just like, shut up. <laughs> and, then, and then we took a photo and that was just a very fleeting thing. And the same thing happened. Um with uh hamid or in the, yeah with hamid it was just he was in the lobby and i was like hey, you know like well it worked out before so like let's do it again and he was great so nice and so laid back and uh so yeah i have two pictures with the cast yeah um, other than the screenshots people took from my live stream where i'm like <laughs> you know? yeah no because i remember seeing that picture and i'm like I, like i that day was so it was like the middle of the day i think so i was at yeah. work mm-hmm. and i'm like watching one live stream but watching another like it's like trying to watch five different live streams doing the same <laughs> thing at the same time and i went i was going in between and um it, it, it was really fun to watch but then i remember seeing the picture and i'm like wait this looks different and we didn't get to you know hear about those other kind of experiences but the fact yeah. that um you know you talked about standing in a lobby and um asking to see a cast member or you know seeing a cast member um grace and i yeah we did that yeah we but it was like i I, i'm remembering back to that moment where we were like that's him he's he's coming down the stairs and we're like (laughs) we're doing it okay we just like ran for it and we're like Yeah. Okay. It was exactly st- how you described it. Like, <laughs> yeah. like we were like, should we? Should we? I mean, we shouldn't, right? No, no, we should because we're never going to get another chance. <laughs> yeah, All right, yeah, let's exactly. do it. We have to. <laughs> yep, that's exactly. It was just like, don't, don't, what, like you, you, you're not, you know, you don't want to bother, but like also, yes, you do. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, and yeah, most cherished photo probably of my life. You know what I mean? I'm, it's, yeah. I'm shocked that I haven't framed it and put it on my wall behind me, but it, of course, it's yeah. been pinned on my profile for more than a year now, so it's clearly important to me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I can't believe I have it, and uh, I'll cherish it forever, and I'm sure yeah. you guys will too. Yeah, no, I remember, like, you know, during that conversation, it's like, he's just going to be like, okay, I gotta go. But he kept talking, and I'm like, 
why is he talking to us for so long? <laughs> like, like I want to say sorry. Like, you know, bye. I know you can you go now. Leave. Yeah, <laughs> so busy and important. Why? Are you talking to us? And he kept like asking, and he's like, you know, so where did you guys come? Like, it was just uh, that. You know, like, I think back to it sometimes, and I'm like, whoa. Like a year ago, I would never have done that, or like, yeah. like even few months before that i would like just not have done that so that was daniel henny by the way like he was just he talks he he was so willing to talk like everybody else was like a minute and then they moved on a minute and then they moved on daniel henny stood there and talked to us for like i can't i don't even know how long it was it was a lot you know he was talking about the fact that you know i think it was me i broke the news that he was going to be fighting with two swords in season two like that long ago i knew because i asked him and he was talking about it <laughs> like at the premiere he talked for a long time with us and i was just like this is amazing when's he gonna leave maybe never you know like, it was great it was like, he was so generous with his time so yeah. it was a it was yeah. a th- thrill uh that's yeah there's so many so many awesome moments um i think you know one one other thing was the after show so you know you uh, the yeah. official after show was yeah. again another thing so like how did like how did that come about and what was that kind of just experienced like um you know uh, it was kind of the same thing where I guess they were like, well, um, we have her contact info. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, you know, cause it was like that, ha- that manifested after I got invited to the premiere. Um, I was, I was actually on vacation <laughs> at the, at the Grand Canyon when they were like trying to get a hold of me about this. And, and so I ended up calling them and the time zones were off. So I almost got the meeting time wrong and like, it was horrible. Uh, but it was fine. I really like, cause I don't know if you know this, but Arizona's time zones are wacky. Like there are reservations that have different time zones and they're like, they only do daylight savings. I think half the year or something. I don't know. I can't describe it, but if you're ever in Arizona make sure you double check the time um so yeah they asked me to do it and i just kind of like also couldn't believe that that was real but i was like you know i have been talking about like what's going to happen in the show what if there are changes you know like we were doing we started the wheel and chill show there were so many things that i had talked like ad nauseum about the wheel of time that i was like if if i can do one thing it's talk about the show like easily (laughs) and so i was like thrilled to be asked and and that was one of the things I was least nervous about because it's like, yeah, I mean, I was on the speech team in high school, president actually, so <laughs> this isn't going to be a problem at all. Um, also, because I didn't have to plan anything, right? I didn't have to come up with questions or whatever. I just had to talk about the thing that I, one of the things that I love, which is the Wheel of Time. Um, yeah. So it was pretty wild. It was amazing. And just like seeing them after they came out, like watching them live and like being in the chat and talking to people it was a really weird thing to experience like not being on somebody else's youtube channel not for just like you know a guest appearance for five minutes it was it was awesome yeah yeah and you got asked to do these things because they considered you a community leader you said i that's not something i had heard before that that was sort of that they had identified community leaders so like being that and doing these things do you feel like it changes your experience as a fan at all um i don't know honestly i don't know if it changed my behavior much because like as i said i was already like hype train 1000 right i was posting <laughs> on tiktok every time there was a teaser or an update or like a q a on twitter i was like reporting on all of that stuff anyways because i was really excited 
uh i was just Egwene, like my Egwene account was on fire i was just tweeting every day about the wheel of time i was engaging in all the like puzzle games and all that other crap i would go live immediately anytime a trailer <laughs> dropped so it was kind of like i guess you know the people that accuse me of being a shill like getting paid like it it might look like i actually am because of how much i post about this stuff and so it's kind of like well i do feel like there's some like i i recognize that there are more eyes on me than there were before right because before i was just one of one of the people who were super hyped but then after it was like it was the, almost like for a time there was a s- intentional spotlight put on me and I recognize that it's maybe because I was so positive, right? Because like before any of this ever happened, I was still hyped, even though I knew there was going to be some changes. Um, and so it's just kind of like a lot of people know me for my positivity and my like, you know, a peppiness. I don't know. I think somebody once said like, yeah, Nabliss is really good at like deep dives. And, you know, the Dusty Wheel has these awesome live shows and they're great at interviewing and Critter is really enthusiastic <laughs> like, great like, i guess i'll take that uh you know, not knowledgeable or whatever but enthusiastic um so i do feel like there are some expectations and like for example when i went to jordan con meeting way more of the fandom than i did just at the premiere i just had this like thing in my mind it was like what if i'm not what people expect me to be you know what if i'm not as enthusiastic or like cheerful or nice or knowledgeable you know what if they ask me about some obscure character and i'm like who you know what i mean <laughs> so i do I, I did feel like there was pressure there to just meet everybody's expectations because there was the spotlight placed on me and and then they all of a sudden knew who i was um so other than that yeah and, and that's about that's that's the main that's the main thing that happened after all of that, just knowing that people knew who I was and then just being afraid that they weren't going to like me when they actually got to know me. <laughs> That's all. You know, that's just a typical, like, you yeah. know, uh, anxiety <laughs> stuff. What are you going to do? Yeah. Well, I can't speak for the entire fandom, but I will say that I appreciate you just as you are. I feel I don't feel like you have to be anything else or I don't have any expectations <laughs> And I think you are much more than just um, enthusiastic. I think you're talented. I think you're creative, like fun. Like, so just, just you being you is, is, you know, enough. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I know. I mean, going back to, you know, what you did before all of this happened, you know, if I look back and look at the things you're doing now, it's, it's the same things. It's it's <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's it, 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 and that's why you know um, it's so compelling to 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 follow you. And I think uh, thank you for that. I think um, being recognized um, like that, obviously, you know, you mentioned the the things that you know brings with it, but um, it's 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 a good recognition, and um, I'm glad it happened. Yeah, it's it's great that there are people that we can look towards for their deep dives or their enthusiasm <laughs> or, or, or whatever that is right yeah. but yeah but um that that's just the the um i think what i've recognized within this fandom in the last two years you can find the things you would resonate with so easily and the positivity part of it is just so so good and uh, thanks for doing that <laughs> Thank you. I, yeah. I like to like things. What can I say? I like to have a good time with stuff. So yeah. I'll admit that I 100% am enthusiastic. Yes. I yeah. also have good opinions, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I also have 
thoughts okay <laughs> no I, I do feel like for a while it was a lot of like reaction videos although on tiktok i would do like analysis but i feel like i also was doing silly memes and so that kind of like it wasn't as obvious but uh i i have found that doing more in-depth kind of like reasoning and stuff on youtube has been nice because it feels like you know what i'm not just being like a cheerleader nothing wrong with being a cheerleader but like mm-hmm. i just want to be more than just enthusiasm and i and i and that's it's it's been fun to kind of flex those muscles lately along with all my silly memes and <laughs> everything else <laughs> Yeah, and I think you have to, uh, the innkeeper actually gave us this advice that you have to really just enjoy what you're doing. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if the analytical stuff is something that you enjoy, like, yeah, keep doing it because that will shine through and people. Yeah, it shows. It shows when you put in the effort to do what you want to do Mm -hmm. and it shows. And um, that's, you know, it's pretty obvious when you're on a, a platform that things that you love doing it's it it's clearly you know it shows so well so yeah i mean we look forward to all of that <laughs> uh, and um you know being passionate about what you do I, I think that's one of the things that i've realized um that's the only things you should be focusing on um right. the, you know the field the things that you want to do that bring you joy yes Uh uh-huh yes Yes. was that maria kondo (laughs) like if it doesn't bring you joy you get rid of it exactly oh my god is that who we've been quoting this whole time (laughs) i think so right like i'm sure somebody will tell us if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure no 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 you're right i just wonder like did anyone use that phrase before her or is that really yeah well i think hers was specifically does it spark joy so slightly different same vibes but a little different okay yeah Spark joy. I actually Spark never joy. saw. I think it's like a Netflix thing or something. Yeah, like I never people watched have just it talked about it so much that it's in my head that it's like, does it spark joy? If as not, soon as I heard she was telling people to throw away books, I was like, no, I'm never watching that show. Absolutely not. But no, books spark joy, though. So. That's right. That's yeah. true. So you can yeah. keep them. Um, so we just have a quick, couple of quick fun questions for you, and then we have a couple closing segments that we do. Um, so you mentioned um, going to conventions and kind of mm-hmm. how it was a little intimidating to meet people there, but you had some really amazing cosplays. Um, oh, and yeah, thank you. Leandrin in particular, your Leandrin sticks out in my mind. It was pretty amazing. Um, what's on your wish list for upcoming cosplays? Um, <clears throat> waffle? I, You're gonna waffle us? Well, <laughs> I will say, I my Birgitta was incomplete at Jordan Con because my checked luggage yeah. got lost, mm. so I didn't have the silver bow. Mm. Um, and so I'll just say that just I'm I'm looking toward a resurgence of a more complete Birgitta cosplay in a different ver- variation of of the character. So. Take with that what you will. I also, this isn't Wheel of Time related, but I have, uh, it's actually right here because I wore it for our Wheel of Chill anniversary. I've got this that I, oh, you can't see it, but it's a little diadem that looks like the thing Ooh. that um, Galadriel wore in Lord of the Rings. So I'm going to oh. possibly oh, nice. get a Galadriel <gasps> together from, but I have to find a dress that's like fitting, you know, the station. So we'll see. That probably won't be a Jordan Con look. But maybe it will. We'll see. Um, but then I also, I think I want to do a moray. I just keep seeing these people with the like shoulder pads mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I just, and there are some people and they're entirely too kind. But a few people persistently on TikTok tell me that I look like Rosamund Pike and I don't believe them. But I do kind of want to see like 
if I do the whole thing and get my hair brown and whatnot, like how close will it be? Mm-hmm. It won't be that close, but it could be like a little close. And then it would be like really cool for my self-esteem. You know what I mean? So I might be more in if I can figure it out. Cause I'm not a clothier. I do not make clothes. I like compile them from the internet and Etsy and you know, what at like thrift sh- stores. And so that might be a tough one unless I can find like somebody who will make me, beautiful leather goods <laughs> but we'll see people, we'll see. people we'll see. listening to this who are clothiers we, we need a a leather shoulder thing um yeah for critter. please yeah i will pay you <laughs> uh, yeah i went to the ren fair twice this past year and i was just always on the lookout like does anyone happen to be a wheel of time fan in any of these vendors and do any of them have the moraine blue leather studded shoulder pads because it's so <laughs> Price is not an object. I would buy them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another thing in terms of um, uh, kind of Wheel of Time related art, um, you recently got a Wheel of Time related tattoo. That yeah. Did you uh, tell us more about that? Did you design that? How did that uh, that come about? Yeah. So I've been meaning to get a tattoo for ages ages and uh i just never landed on exactly what i wanted um and finally i was like you know what i have never gotten tired of is the wheel of time (laughs) you know like (laughs) since i was a kid and now i am not a kid anymore it's been consistent i feel like by now i know i'm not gonna get tired of this um and so i was trying to figure out what like iconography or imagery or character i wanted to base it off of and i landed on like the fundamentals and decided to focus on the the chapter icons because they're, they're clean. They're not too busy. They're like, just cool, like cool. Some of them, I really like them. And then they have clear symbolism, like clear relationships with certain characters. And so, um, and, and I like, like, I don't know. I, I wanted like a black one, like a black and white one for my first. Cause uh, well, it makes sense for chapter icons to be in black and white, right? And not super colorful. And so I went with three um, icons that I kind of really resonated with me. The ancient symbol of the Aes Sedai, because my favorite character is Egwene. And I'll just leave that at that. And um, <laughs> and it and I just like love the idea, even though it, it was complicated, um, that like the women were in power in the wheel of time universe, you know, they were like, they were j- up there with the men in importance. Like, even if we're not looking at like Aes Sedai, we're looking at the female characters versus mm-hmm. the male characters. Like everyone was super important. And I found like these, this ancient symbol of the Aes Sedai kind of like represented that for me. Um, I also did a spear from the uh, Aiel chapter heading because I love them. I love the maidens of the spear. One of my first gamer tags Um because I've been kind of a video gamer my whole life too, was far to race my. And, you know, nice. every now and then somebody in the game chat would be like, Wheel of Time! And I'd be like, <laughs> you got it! Um, so the Isle is also my favorite society, the Wheel of Time, so that was an easy call. And then I got the Fendasora leaves, uh, leaves, whatever, <laughs> um, just because they kind of represent the Ogier, and I've always loved reading. And and for me also, because they're used to activate the way gates, it, it just kind of, for me, screams like adventure and travel, even though obviously the way gates are a little perilous, but let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> so I found a design kind of like a mildly ornamental, if you're familiar with tattoo terminology, design that's like smallish and clean that would tie them all together. It was like a different tattoo, different subject matter entirely, but I showed it to my tattoo artist with the icons that I wanted incorporated. And she kind of just 
did her thing and like made it look like the tattoo that I gave her, but put in all the chapter icons and I just like love it. I'm I'm so in love with it. I'm so excited that I have it and uh and I think it looks really cool. I'm just like, you know, wowing over like the thought that you put in <laughs> <laughs> and, and how, how layered it is. Um that that is um um I, I appreciate that a lot because that is um it's not just a you know just a tattoo that has, you know, you could have written Egwene, right? Like- <laughs> yeah, like I wanted it to be pretty and symbolic, and like it's so cool. Even, even though I'm pretty chaotic on like TikTok and stuff, there are things that I like really like to be deliberate about. Something that's going to be on my body for the rest of my life. Right. Turns out was one of those things. Although the people who get super random tattoos, like more power to you. I love spontaneity. <laughs> like I yeah. wish I could be like that way. Mm-hmm. I just, I just can't. Yeah, I mean, I. I- I don't have tattoos. I don't really think of getting tattoos, but you know, the things I like sometimes think of is like, you know, always the next step or something like that. You know, like just like you know something that that you know something like that that, that I think of. But and um, that that's pretty cool that you know the thoughts that you put into um, that. That's that's awesome. Thank you. So one of the things that we do, uh, one of the segments we do is we ask rapid questions. So okay. either you have a yes or no, or mm-hmm. a a single word answer. And mm-hmm. it's like gut instinct, the first thing you think of. Um, <laughs> the caveat being you'll forever be held to your answer. Yeah, you guys so. are going to get me in trouble. You know, this would be a perfect <laughs> segment to put on TikTok, by the way. Just, uh, <laughs> and, like, get, let me give you free advice. <laughs> this would be cool to put on TikTok. But okay, <laughs> um, Grace, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. All right. Start easy. Favorite Wheel of Time book? Gathering Storm. Favorite season one episode? Seven. Favorite actor on the show? Rosamund Pike. Favorite season two teaser scene? Merge all on the door. <laughs> no, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> will Uno survive season two? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, that was a hopeful yes. <laughs> um, Perrin, Matt, or Rand? Uh, depends on what we're talking about, but I'm just going to say Perrin. <laughs> Min, Elaine, or Avienda? Avienda. Favorite Watt Talk account? Critter XD, because I, I just love <laughs> I, I just love having it. If I didn't have it, I'd be so sad. <laughs> Sorry, I love you all. <laughs> no, I, that's beautiful. You love your own account. I love it. Um, favorite Twitter account? A bad Watt Takes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Character who's most fun to roleplay on TikTok? Matt. What month in 2023 will season two release? October. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> wow. Am I allowed to comment on that? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That was the last one. Oh, okay, because okay. I, didn't, I didn't actually, I haven't gotten to watch the interview yet because I was gone all weekend mm. with family stuff. And the only thing I heard was a report from the people on my Discord that said, Rafe said not early 2023 yeah. and there's good omens coming into the summer. And so for me, it's like that pushes it into fall. Yep. Yeah. Just that logically. Makes sense. Yep. And I didn't want to say November because that would be depressing. <laughs> so I said that October. Would be extremely depressing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's not an answer that I enjoy. It's just yeah. An answer that I have no, to give. Makes sense. There's something about 
to me about August that would be just hilarious if it actually comes out in August and <laughs> the 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 history behind August and what oh happened. my god it would right. be I, it sorry, would it took be, me a second <laughs> it would be it would be perfect um especially if but, they did a teaser that was like next coming month. in August <laughs> we're all like, no, you not. <laughs> um, I I mean they should totally play into it I think it would be, it would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be funny. Uh, no, I'll yeah. sign off on that. I prefer <laughs> August over October. Yes. So let's let's go. <laughs> um, so uh, one other kind of closing segment we do is we talk about our favorite fandom moments of this past week. So um, we'll kind of go first. Um, let me go first uh, in terms of um, kind of what I thought. And again, it, uh, it's going to go back to Rafe's interview because that was just um, a was just an great interview but like i could hear rafe talk forever because rafe is just so adorable and he likes to talk he is chatty there's certain things he said that were just like that he's one of us like sure he's the showrunner but you know things like that so they asked him about his favorite um minor character and he was like, I just, like, he said to him, like, I love Pavar and, like, some, like, I want to get her in the show somehow. And, you know, in the chat, um, you know, one of uh, the, the people who, like, has Pavar as their um, handle on Twitter. Arella, uh, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So she was her. there. And, and there's all this love for her in chat. It's like, you know, you know, Pavar, you're Rafe's favorite. So now on Twitter, <laughs> in her bio... She's put Rafe's favorite. Oh, I didn't. I haven't seen that yet. That's so. <laughs> so cool. uh, I, I just thought, you know, a I love you know I love Pavara. I love Rafe. I love you know the the person behind Pavara. So it's yeah. just uh, I thought all of that was awesome, and um, there's so many awesome things that Rafe talked about. But I just felt that was you know a really nice kind of fandom moment. Yeah, it's my favorite moment, too. I can't pick anything other than that. Um, and it just brought me back to days when we got more content. And so we finally got something. And, uh, you know, I felt that, like, rush that I usually get of, like, oh, I, I want to write tweets now. And I want to, like, you know, this thing Rafe said made me think of this thing. So I'm going to make a meme. And, um I just love that energy that I feel when, when we get stuff like that. And um, I think I was actually chatting with you, Anis, while I was tweeting and I was like, oh my God, this feels like before season one when I was mm -hmm. like tweeting and things were blowing up. Um, but, but I think the highlight was definitely when he said that we are statistically the best fandom. That just felt really good. I mean, I already knew we were the best fandom, but now we have like data to prove it. So <laughs> need to uh, save that clip. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, yeah, we were talking about this fandom. We wanted to do this whole podcast about this fandom. Yeah, Rafe said it's the best. So, like, yeah, obviously. Like, yeah, duh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I feel like I, I'm I'm going to catch up tonight because I missed the interview. <laughs> so I I mean, I guess good for the podcast that I have to come up with something else, because otherwise I'm sure that would also be my favorite thing that happened this week. <laughs> I did enjoy um, the Wheel of Time account on Twitter did a, another one of those polls that they've been doing you know like the the quizzes yeah and you know i i just really like sometimes where the fandom will take a like a benign maybe quiz and be like there's clues you know what i mean and so like <laughs> i kind of like jumped on the bandwagon 
this time and like did this whole conspiracy post about like okay it's definitely gonna be march 17th you know 2023 based on x y and z and and just like everyone's reactions to it were just like you know all the meat the the gifts of like the conspiracy guys and you know people disputing me because they think that instead of it being the date it actually meant that we're gonna get a casting announcement for whoever and so like the fact that we can take just the tiniest crumb of probably nothing really and like turn it into this like a day and a half long discussion about what it means it just kind of like reminded me of how much i love us you know what i mean like everyone's just so willing to engage and get excited over the littlest thing that uh it was just it again like like grace or uh do you go by grace on here i am grace okay great sorry (laughs) (laughs) how you said you got kind of like reinvigorated by the interview well like the last week or so i felt reinvigorated on twitter for whatever reason i think part of it is is people just being excited for no reason (laughs) right and it's just it's i love to see it um, and I love to be a part of it. And it's just kind of like it gives me energy to have other people around me that are as hyped as I am. So obviously, yeah. now with this interview, we probably won't get a date for a while. But at least we know more things, right? Yes. Knowing more things is always things. good. Information yes. is great. And we got more. And so that's nice. So Yeah. Yay. I mean, the, the, the you know, the Steve, August, these moments, <laughs> they're, yeah. they're the fandom <laughs> moments that are just so... You know, we we dig deep in these moments, and mm-hmm. that's that's I think that's just awesome to do that. Yeah, I love that when new fans come in and they're they're like getting the who is like in my I actually did a TikTok video about Steve because people were like, who is Steve? Like, why are we talking about Steve? I don't understand. And there was another thing about Narg. They couldn't remember who Narg was, and we were all joking about Narg because of like well multiple reasons. It was like a year ago, so they're like, who is that? You know, and I had to explain to them but the fandom itself has so many inside jokes that like Mm -hmm. if you come in at any point in time you're gonna have to like get explained several things Mm -hmm. but the best part about us is we're like absolutely come on in i will explain this to you like you're gonna be in on this joke whether you want to or not yes uh like the god the trollic (laughs) nipples right now like you know it's just kind of like if someone just happened across the fandom they'd be like what is happening (laughs) who are these people um and i love that about us i think it's great yes yes i love that too uh, thank you so much. You know, this this was a lot of fun. Um, thank you for coming on and sharing, um, you know, uh, sharing everything you did. I'm so happy that you guys asked me on. And again, I feel like I always overshare. So sorry about that. <laughs> but hey, it was a good talk. I had a good time. So um, go ahead. I, I mean, I was just going to say thank you as well. Um, you know, it was really awesome to talk to you. And it's totally okay that you... <laughs> Uh, shared because that's that's what we do on on this podcast we like to share and get to know people a little more deeper so yes so um uh, uh, you know yes it was amazing to to talk to your critter um but follow us on social media we're on twitter at lightswork pod on instagram at the lightswork uh, join our discord server sponsor us on patreon and until next time Go out into the world and do the lights work. The Lights Work is a Wheel of Time fandom podcast hosted by Anas and Grace. The Lights Work is in no way affiliated with the Children of the Light. Please leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. Follow us on social media or sponsor us on Patreon. <laughs>